We're, we're recording. All now. right. Welcome, everybody. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. All right. And we were just talking about uh, Buddy's Carpet, right? Yeah. Which <laughs> was old, a local place around here in Ohio. The old commercial. He didn't care about making money. He just loved to sell carpet. Yeah, I, I don't believe him. <laughs> didn't believe him then. I don't. I mean, if you love to sell something, that means you're making money. I've been in business before. It's kind of hard it, to do that without making money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going to ponder this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we're here in Acts chapter 22. We're picking up and uh, we're in verse 22. So 22, 22. That's easy to remember. All right. And uh, uh, you want to read first? Sure. Stop at 29. All right. So starting at verse 22 in Acts chapter 22. And they listened to him until this word. And then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then as they cried out, they tore off their clothes, as they cried out and tore off their clothes, and threw dust into the air. The commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander saying, take care what you do for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, tell me, are you a Roman? He said, yes. The commander answered with a large sum, I obtained this citizenship, and Paul said, but I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him, and the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him. Okay, some interesting things in there. So yeah. I guess we didn't, we didn't talk about what happened before this, which would have been last week. Mm -hmm. And from what I can remember, uh, Paul was uh, in the temple, and he had cleansed himself, and somebody recognized him, and then there was this big brouhaha. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had escaped. Remember correctly, he had escaped, uh, escaped the wild crowd once before. Came to a different city. Yeah, you know, and he was he was uh, uh, basically uh, <clears throat> going through the motions, if you will, of that cleansing, so yeah. that he could then have the ear of. Of the people in that city, yeah, and then then he then he um, told his story, but then at the end of his story, he said, "Oh, I'm going to go to the Gentiles," and that's when people went crazy. Yeah, and it says that they listened to him until this word, which was depart, and this is Jesus speaking, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. So they listened to Paul until he said that. And then they went nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Paul was recounting the words that Jesus had said to, said to him, right? Yeah. John, have you ever been so mad that you tore your clothes and picked up dirt from the ground and threw it in the air? That's what I was discussing with the, or as I said earlier, I was reading this in the car waiting for my kids to get out of a lesson. And um, I was talking to the two kids that were in the car with me. And I said, doesn't this paint a strange picture in your mind? Can you imagine these grown people? Uh, you know, tearing their clothes off and throwing dust into the air. And then I was thinking, does that really mean they were picking up handfuls of dust and throwing it in the air? Or does that mean as they were coming at him, they were kicking up a cloud of dust? Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, it, it, it's a much more interesting picture if they were throwing dust in yeah. the air. <laughs> it says they cried, they tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air. I guess it could mean either thing. Yeah, I mean, I do have a note here that it says literally through. So I guess <laughs> I guess that's I guess that answers the question. But that that that's a picture. Uh, these are crazy people. Yeah, it makes you think of you know of animals. Yeah, you'd see yeah. animals in the wild doing crazy yeah. things like that. Yeah, absolutely. If you wonder why the Romans thought the Jews were crazy, maybe yeah. this is another. <laughs> right. It's not just their their uh, religion of uh, not working on well, Saturday. And I mean, even even God, as He dealt with His people in the wilderness and so on, <clears throat> there came a time where He realized that they. They couldn't be reasoned with, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. I mean, he he wanted to be their judge, yeah, and yet he said, "Well, this is not going to be good for you, but you asked for it, yeah." And he he gave them judges. Yeah. Where'd you say this coffee was from? It's, it's called Scandinavian Morning Blend. It's good. Oh, good. I right. think very good. <laughs> yeah, well, the Scandinavians do some things right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Is that where the Swiss knife army knife came from? Well, I guess that would be skin. It's close to Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they they're really upset. They're going. They've gone crazy. They've lost their mind. So the commander orders that Paul's brought into the barracks, and he's going to be examined under scourging. What does that mean? Gonna beat you until you admit something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a like they're using like a form of torture to get the truth out of somebody. Yeah. And I've always wondered about that because, like, I would think if you were being tortured, you would say whatever you had to to make it stop. In many cases, that, that that's yeah, you know, that's the truth. And you know, that's happened in. If you stay up and, and watch some of the crime documentaries on late night TV, you, you, you hear the accounts of these sorts of things happening. Yeah. You know, maybe not to the degree of physical torture, although some, some cases it is. Um, <clears throat> but people get into a situation where they'll just say anything to get out of yeah. that particular room at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, a friend of mine, his dad told us this. It was one of these Vietnam stories where... You know, they had captured a couple of guys and they took one of them up in a helicopter and threw them out. Mm. And the other guy, they, they said, oh, tell us what you know or you're going up next. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I don't know if that would have worked. I would have told them whatever they, whatever they wanted to know, I'd have made something up right then. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I suppose, you know, in this, knowing Paul, I don't think that he would have confessed to anything no. out of you know no. out of sorts, knowing how the strength that he had, right. So it would have been a futile attempt on their part. Yeah, I mean, this is the same thing that they did to Jesus. Was gonna, right. So they're getting ready to to basically beat the. They're going to torture Paul. Yeah. And it says as they bound him with thongs, and I'm not sure what that is. I think those are just leather straps. Leather straps. Paul said to the centurion, "You got something there." No, I was just, go ahead. I would keep, keep talking. <laughs> Paul says, uh, it is, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? 
So there's obviously a, a legal problem here. Right. And uh, and that put the that put fear into them. Oh yeah. You know, that uh, and and even that statement of you know the, the guy who the commander um, said that I obtained this citizenship through a great large sum of money. Yeah. You know, so he paid to be he he either paid or he bribed somebody or right. something. Right. And Paul's saying, well, you know, this is my my blood right, you know, or whatever yeah. to be. I, I was born a uh, a Roman citizen, and that that carried with it. Yeah, a great weight. Yeah, a lot of times when the Romans would come in and take over a city, like one of the things they would do, if they, you know, they would make everybody there a citizen, you know, and that's probably how Paul's parents or mm -hmm. grandparents or whatever became citizens. Right. And of course, he was born into that. And of course, you know, it's the same way with us here. You know, we since we're citizens of our country, we're we're under the law of our country. Right. And supposedly, people have to follow that, right? Right. Well, and even, you know, there are cases in, in other people get into trouble in other countries that are American citizens, and, and oftentimes the American government will try to intercede, Yeah. you know, and, and help them. And sometimes that works. You know, yeah. I, I can think of, if you remember, it, was, it had to have been in the 90s or the early 2000s, some uh, young men decided to go and... Uh, Vandalized some cars in the in Philippines. The, it was an Asian country. Yeah, I it was in remember. the Philippines, and they were they were caned. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I remember President Clinton at the time intervening and trying to yeah. trying to get them. I don't to think it, that didn't work. No, <laughs> but uh, you know, in, in that case, they probably won't vandalize cars anymore. Well, and I think in our recent, you know, uh, was the girl that was in Russia who had the marijuana. Right. You know, and of course, you know, there's there's laws there that they have and right. It is what it is. Mhm. Mm you know, traveler beware. <laughs> yeah. When you're in a foreign country, you know, do as the Romans. When in Rome, do even as from state to state, you have to think about the laws. You know, yeah. when when you go from state to state, uh, you know, uh I for for instance, uh child safety seat laws are different. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the... If you're carrying a gun. Right, right. CCW laws are different, and, and it's incumbent upon you to know those things. Yeah. I, I some, some time ago, I parked in front of my office building when I, when I owned the driving school, and I parked in the same place I'd parked for a long time, but this time I happened to stay there in that spot for more than two hours, and I got a ticket. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, there's no sign. And I went into the courthouse and talked to the bailiff, and the bailiff explained to me that, well, we don't have to put up a sign. It's just the law, and you should know that. Yeah. And whether I believe that's fair or not, that's the way that it is. Right. They let me out of the ticket. Oh, of did the they? the goodness of their heart, but, uh, you know. What do they say? Ignorance of the law is no not excuse. excuse. Yeah. And, well, that'll preach, won't it? You know, it that, will. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> on the day of judgment. We'll, yeah, we'll learn that. Yeah, just because you don't know the law doesn't mean that it's not in force. Right. So, uh, Paul Paul set, brings this point out that he's a Roman citizen, that he was born that way. And then all of a sudden, this commander... Now, this commander, he's not like some some chump. Mm -hmm. um, he's probably over what I, what I can... Figure out is probably a garrison that was stationed there at Jerusalem, which is one tenth of a legion, which so that's six hundred men. 
You got a fellow who's over 600 men. That's a that's a right. pretty important person. But he's afraid mm-hmm. because he had bound a Roman citizen uh, and he wasn't allowed to do that. Right. So, yeah, he understood he understood the the weight of the uh, yeah. of that matter and you know, this is one of the thing one of the things I was digging for when you asked me earlier. Um I was looking back because, you know, previously we had seen where, uh, was it Ananias that had shown, that had sh- come in and bound himself and said, this is the way that yes, Paul yep, will be delivered. Yep, yep. Uh, and so here it is, he's been delivered. Yeah. But something that, that's you know, interesting. W- when he was leaving those people and when that had been shown to him, he was, as you mentioned last in the last episode, he was sure that he was going to die. If he was going to be brought and bound, you know, that carried with it, stands to reason that it would carry with it, you know, that he was going to, that was going to be his demise. Yeah. But here again, God has promised that he was going to take the message to the Gentiles. And so through all of this, you can sort of start to see God delivering him to that promise. Yeah. There was a plan here. Yeah. 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 So, uh, now I think this guy, this this Roman um, commander, is going to be on Paul's side because he did something wrong. So he's probably going to do everything he can to stay on Paul's good side so Paul doesn't bring some sort of charges against him. Right. I would imagine that's kind of what mm-hmm. what's going on here. Kind of hoping. Yeah. Because as we read through the next chapter and a half... Right. You see that. This guy, like, he bends over backwards to help Paul, basically. Mm -hmm. You know. So, I'll read this next section here, and I'm going to start in verse 30, and I'm going to continue on until uh, verse 10 in chapter 23. All right. It says, The next day, because he wanted to know for certain why he was accused by the Jews, he released him from his bonds and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear, and brought Paul down and set him before them. So now it must be a smaller group. Mm -hmm. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall, for you sit to judge me according to the law, and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, Do you revile God's high priest? And then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest. It is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Exodus 22 and verse 22. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. But there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, 
We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now when there arose a great dissension, the commander, fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. All right. Ready to go back to the beginning and yeah. tear this apart? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's in I don't I wonder how many there's probably what 70 70 or 100 I forget how many people were on the council. Yeah, I I don't remember that either. <clears throat> um and Paul says this thing he says uh he says I have believed in all good conscience before God until this day. Mm-hmm. Why did Ananias command him to be hit? Because he's he's trying to say that he was against God and the things that he's been saying. You know, he would have been on his side, you know, back when he was persecuting the Christians. Yeah. <clears throat> but from there from there on, that would be the point that I think that, you know, the 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 Pharisees were were in, in disagreement with him. Yeah. This is one interesting thing. This is this is one of those times in, in the Bible where we can tell a very precise range of years mm-hmm. that this was taking place because Ananias was high priest between AD 47 and 52. Ah. So it's exact that's the exact time period this is taking place. Okay. Um and I also read that uh during the um first Jewish war um, he was killed. Huh. Remind me to get my red pen when we have a break. I'm going to yes. write that stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good margin notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm <clears throat> just reading out of my margin note that I wrote. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's we can kind of see when this happened. And then Paul calls him a whitewashed wall. Yeah, that brought me a chuckle when, yeah. I, was, when I was reading through that. I mean, that's... Uh, those are strong words when you stop and think about what he's telling him. You know, you're, you're, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, basically, you're just you're putting on a show. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. And he was. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Um, Ananias didn't. I don't think he gave one bit about God's law. Right. You know, um, and that's what Paul. I think that's what's interesting. That's what Paul is pointing out here. He says you're a hypocrite. He says, you sit to judge me according to the law. He's talking about the old law. Mm -hmm. And do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? Right. Was he, he wasn't allowed to hit him. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's crazy, man. (laughs) Right. So then I guess Paul didn't know he was the high priest. Right. So that's pointed out to him. And then Paul apologizes for this. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's uh, that's kind of a novel idea, isn't it? Uh, you know, uh, amongst this company. Yeah. You know, admitting when you're wrong. That's the whole thing that they need to do. Yep. To repent and turn away from those things. Absolutely. And Paul Paul is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. And he uses a scripture to uh, address that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's two groups of people here. The Sadducees and the Pharisees. And here we kind of find out about some of the things that they believe. Mm-hmm. So what what do you make? Can you can you recap those beliefs for us, John? 
Well, yeah, it's, it says in there that, that uh, the Sadducees, in verse 8, the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And, and so I was hoping you'd explain that a little bit. Well, I think the, 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 for the no resurrection thing's easy. Mm-hmm, right. the, the Sadducees just believe that when you die, you're dead. You, you're, you're done with. Okay. There so, is no eternal spirit. So you don't think they're... It's not talking about Jesus. Right. They don't believe... They, they don't, they don't believe, believe Jesus in, was Jesus. They don't believe in the concept of resurrection at all. Mm-hmm. That, okay. That's what it's saying. Like, you know, they don't believe that not just Jesus, but anybody is ever resurrected. So that, so they're they're like the, today, you know, the, the, the people that are, oh, it's almost an atheist type of a, yeah. a thinking that we're just here and then we're dead. Yeah. And if that's the case, then the, then what are they? And, and their religion was based off of temporal blessings. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of pointless when you really... Yeah. When it re- you really come down to it, there's there's no point in in them striving, yeah, for anything, yeah, you know. But and that's the way that that's nothing's changed because we still have that happening in the world today. There are people that think that it's useless to try to strive yeah. for any kind of religious perfection or knowledge. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, like uh, they were like the ruling party, the Sadducees. And so it was like most of the influential people were Sadducees. They weren't Pharisees. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees apparently were a very small minority. And they would have been the, the the conservative of the bunch? Yes, the super uh, conservative, super religious. By the book. By the book group. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so you have the you have the Sadducees that are just aloof and not and not looking towards the law. Much at all, yeah. Uh, it, it would seem. I mean, as you said, dealing with uh, temporal, th- thinking of temporal things, and then you have the Pharisees that can't get their nose out of the book to see the truth in front of them. Right. You know, yeah. They're, they're just laser focused on. Certainly, the Pharisees had a lot. Were a lot closer to where they that were they were supposed to be mm-hmm. than than the Sadducees were. I mean, then they also so seems like the Pharisees they didn't believe. In a spirit or an angel, so, mm-hmm. so they don't. There's a lot of things they don't believe in, right? Yeah, and that's um, so. So they're they're not believing in the Holy Spirit, apparently not. <clears throat> and uh, what was that? Like, oh, so you already we were talking about the resurrection. Yeah, the resurrection being the, yeah. the yeah. after the, the life. Eternal yeah. after this. I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, I mean, there's there are other there are lots of places in the Old Testament where we find, you know, descriptions of angels appearing to people. Mm-hmm. They just wrote all that off. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they said no, that didn't happen. And that's that's something that is, you know, we see today. There's a lot of people in the world that, and and you and I were. Uh, I can speak for myself anyway. I was of one of those uh, of one of those groups uh, growing up that you know you read these things and and then someone will say yeah but we don't believe that and you just you just go keep along going with on it, yeah. even though it says it right there yeah. uh, and so you trust the the carnal mind of of men or yourself rather than the, rather than the law yeah absolutely.
So they are neither believing in angels or spirits, and they don't believe in a resurrection, but the Pharisees believe both of those things. Mm -hmm. And Paul was a Pharisee, so he believed those things too, but when he was a Jew. Mm -hmm. And of course, he knows that there's this difference, and, and that's why when he says, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and a resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. When Paul says that, he's speaking to the Pharisees in that group. Mm -hmm. That's who he's talking to. Right. Do you, do you think he said that to to kind of scramble their brains a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. To... to Help him in that situation, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So now, now they're fighting. They're not just fighting with him. They're fighting with each other. And yeah. it's interesting here that now the Pharisees are 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 defending Paul. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, "It says, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, we find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him.'" Let us not fight against God. Well, that's some pretty wise yeah, advice. There's, there's some fair-minded yes. fair people. And, and what did the scribes do? You know, they, 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 they copied wrote the, the law. law. They, yeah, yeah they, they continued. So they had, when you think about it, they, they had an up-close and personal relationship with the law. Yeah. And they, in, in copying it and making sure that everything was correct, they obviously gained some, some wisdom from yeah. From, from that rather yeah. than rather than the figureheads, right? That are up there fighting. Yeah. So that there was a big dissension, which means there was a a, a, a rumble, mm -hmm. a rumble in the jungle, right? Right. <laughs> so that and and obviously it was crazy because the commander thought that Paul was going to be pulled to pieces. Right. So he grabbed him and uh, got him out of there. Wait, when you think of a, uh, you know. A group that <laughs> was tearing their clothes off and throwing dust into the air. Oh yeah, you know, and, and they're it was completely within their ability to pull them to pieces. Yeah, and uh, that that's a if you've ever been in a crowd, I've been in crowds where I thought that it might be possible that yeah. <laughs> harm would come. When one, one time I went to see Prince. Oh, and it was supposed to be at the Odeon, which is a was a little club that's gone now in Cleveland. Fed about a thousand people, and uh, a friend of mine told me about it. It was like, it was like, kind of a secret that, the, mm -hmm. that this was going to happen. And we got into the show, and we're at the show. And I'm telling you, like me and my buddy were the only two white people in that room. There's about 900 black people. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but I had never been around. I had never. That's the reverse situation that I'm normally in, uh -huh. right? Black people are around all these white people. It was a culture shock. For it you was at a the culture time. shock for me. Nothing happened. Yeah. But uh, turns out that Prince, his voice wasn't good. So we, we were there. Like Prince's crazy guitar was on the stage. It was this was a real thing. Uh huh. And then Prince decided he couldn't do the show. Oh no. And uh, they were not happy. Wow. And I was actually scared there for about ten minutes. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we had all paid to get in. When you've got like 900 people who've all paid $35 to get into the show, right? And now Prince decides he's not going to do it. They want their money back right now. Right. 
Oh yeah. So, so I was. That was that's the only time I've ever been in a situation where I was like, oh. Similar situations <laughs> for me, as you know, I worked at Blossom in in security crowd control, and that put me in some places. Yeah. That, and Blossom's a concert venue. Yeah. Like a yeah. big concert venue. Yeah. So that was. Uh, so, so you can kind of see, and at least you know, you and I have something to reference yeah. reference that kind of uh, kind of crowd. Even though I think this crowd was probably a little bit more fierce. These people were sober. They, they were <laughs> and crazy and wanted blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah, John, we better stop there. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Hopefully, uh, you found something interesting and worthwhile of of uh, of pondering. Yes. And uh, hopefully you see fit to join us next time. Have a good week. Yep, thanks.